Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. In today's program, safe havens for your cash. Is it a case of any port in a financial storm? Mortgage rates rise again, and it's not just first-time buyers being priced out of the market. And we have some good news and bad news on tax-free savings. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with the help of my colleagues from FT Money, Charlene Goff. Hello. And Steve Lodge. Hello. So first then, the money news. This week, National Savings and Investments, the government-backed 100% safe savings provider, reported a significant rise in business as millions of pounds were transferred in by worried bank savers. And that was in spite of the fact that National Savings had just cut the interest it pays to new investors by up to three-quarters of a percentage point just the week before. Savers would have been better off going to the government's other bank, uh, known as Northern Rock, for better returns. So which are the best safe homes for your money as the banking crisis unfolds? Um, Charlene, uh, I suppose first of all we should address the issue of um, how safe your money is with a bank. Um, just remind us what the situation is with regard to compensation for savings accounts? Well, most UK-based banks are protected under the Financial Services Compensation Scheme, and that protects up to £35,000 per person per institution. But it's not quite as straightforward as that because some banks have different brands that they treat individually and some lump them together. So if you have got money with separate account providers under the same umbrella, you might be protected up to 35000 or you might be protected up to, say, £70,000. So you have to be very careful and look, look closely at the provider and just check what protection they offer because if you have got more than that, you know, you will only be protected up to £35,000 per account and anything over that you'll lose. So if you're looking to apportion, say, £35,000 to a number of different banks so that you get that protection. Um, are there some reasonably attractive rates on offer on deposit accounts? There, there are. I mean, we've seen good savings rates for pretty much a year now, ever since the credit crunch started last summer. And they keep going up. Um, I think a, a few weeks ago, we had thought maybe they would peaked. A couple of rates were withdrawn. Since then, and particularly since last week, we've seen some really, really good deals come back into the market. And this time they're offering good rates for more flexible, more popular savings accounts, as well as the fixed rate bonds, which actually tie you in. So some accounts, Alliance and Leicester, for example, put up its rates this week on its regular internet saving account. Lloyd's TSB put up some rates. And you can get 6.5% now, 
with a very small balance uh, and regular access to your money. Now, Steve, these rates sound an awful lot better than the national savings and investments rates on savings. But what about um, the other ultimately safe government-backed investments, uh, government bonds or gilts? Um, Are these uh, offering reasonable returns at the moment? Well, people... Gilts have been a classic safe haven. Government bonds have been a classic safe haven around the world. Um, and uh, the the comparison always made for investors or made currently for investors is that actually gilts are yielding less than shares at the moment. That's used as an argument for uh, by share advocates for going back into the market. Um, so you do have something of a tug of war, therefore, amongst uh, on gilt yields uh, between everyone wanting them as a safe haven um, at the same time as um, government, our government, as governments around the world, throwing money at the whole credit crisis issue. So if you're just looking at gilts purely as a, uh, a possible alternative to the savings accounts, basically the yields don't compete. Compared to savings accounts, no. Uh, the savings accounts out there, I think um, I'm right in saying you can get as much as 7% now on uh, for fixed-rate bonds, um, which is, the, I guess, the obvious comparison. Uh, for instance, access accounts, 6.5%. Um, so, yes, I mean, the, the, the people going to gilts, they're looking for the absolute rock-solid uh, guarantee of their money. But as you rightly say, Northern Rock is, offers exactly the same thing. And has similar levels of protection. Absolutely, yes. Um, Charlene, another option is the, the money market fund, um, which you know can offer quite high rates of return on what looks like from the outside just another form of deposit account. Um, that's not quite the case, though, is it? No, I think investors have to be very careful with these kind of funds because you hear cash fund, you think it's safe. But there are different types of these funds and some actually have performed very badly in the last six months or so. And the reason that for that is that they're actually investing in many different other places to kind of boost their returns. So they, they're improving what you could get on regular cash. Well, they're trying to, but because the investments that they've gone into have performed badly, investors haven't necessarily known actually where their money's going, and they've been very disappointed with the return. So I think there's a clear distinction there between the pure cash funds and the so-called cash plus funds, which are trying to boost the return, but at the risk of not achieving even what you could get in a regular cash account. So if you're looking for absolute safety or as close as you can get to it with the money market fund, which obviously won't have the same levels of protection as, uh, say, national savings, it's the pure cash type that you should be going for. Yes, definitely. And and really, though, I don't know whether you'll be able to do much better than the kind of 7% that you're seeing direct with with different providers. Um, if you've got a particularly large balance, you should spread your money and maybe look at some of these funds but the rates on the regular high street accounts, you know, some of those are very good now. So just a portion of your money up into your £35,000 chunks and you can get some very competitive rates and you can read more about them. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. In today's programme, safe havens for your cash. Is it a case of any port in a financial storm? 
Mortgage rates rise again, and it's not just first-time buyers being priced out of the market. And we have some good news and bad news on tax-free savings. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with the help of my colleagues from FT Money, Charlene Goff. Hello. And Steve Lodge. Hello. So first then, the money news. This week, National Savings and Investments, the government-backed 100% safe savings provider, reported a significant rise in business as millions of pounds were transferred in by worried bank savers. And that was in spite of the fact that National Savings had just cut the interest it pays to new investors by up to three-quarters of a percentage point just a week before. Savers would have been better off going to the government's other bank, uh, known as Northern Rock, for better returns. So which are the best safe homes for your money as the banking crisis unfolds? Um, Charlene, uh, I suppose first of all we should address the issue of um, how safe your money is with a bank. Um, Just remind us what the situation is with regard to compensation for savings accounts? Well, most UK-based banks are protected under the Financial Services Compensation Scheme, and that protects up to £35,000 per person per institution. But it's not quite as straightforward as that because some banks have different brands that they treat individually and some lump them together. So if you have got money with separate account providers under the same umbrella, you might be protected up to 35,000 or you might be protected up to, say, 70,000 pounds. So you have to be very careful and look look closely at the provider and just check what protection they offer. Because if you have got more than that, you know, you will only be protected up to 35,000 pounds per account and anything over that you'll lose. So if you're looking to apportion, say, 35,000 pounds to a number of different banks so there'll be some good deals out there well it's a real shame because like you say rates had been coming down and we're looking much more competitive really the pricing was back where it was when the credit crunch first started what we will see is fixes particularly will go up Um, trackers will as well because three-month libel that sort of short-term rate has gone up as well and across the board so even those with you know big deposits or equity in their home i mean the woolage for example are tipped to raise their their 60 percent loan to value deals as well by 30 basis points so really everyone will be affected But there are always good deals available. And as we come towards the end of the year, some lenders will want to to increase market share. You know, they look at their books and think we're not where we want to be. So, you know, good competitive rates will come now and again. It's just about recognising those and moving quickly when you see one you like the look of. And I think, I mean, hopefully this is maybe a short-term thing. We are expecting base rates to come down in the autumn. Um, I think, you know, by at least a quarter point, the events, if they did anything last week, they sort of reinforced the facts. So should that help a bit come October or November? We certainly do expect, I mean, most commentators are expecting a, a 1% fall, you know, by this time next year. That is encouraging. And we expect that to filter through a little bit into into the money markets, um, but perhaps not as much as it would have done before because, you know, the connection between the money market lending rates and interest rates has softened significantly since the credit crunch first happened. But it does mean anyone going for a tracker rate now will benefit from, from cheaper mortgage payments. So in terms of people who are remortgaging now, is that the advice you'd give them to go for a tracker? If you can afford to be wrong, so if interest rates go the other way, you can still afford your mortgage, then a tracker is a good option because you will benefit from the likely rate reductions. If you need certainty, then you have to go for a fix because that will make sure that you know exactly what you're paying every month. Another option is the drop lock, which is increasingly popular and most lenders will let you do this on most of their products, you know, like Nationwide, Woolish, etc. And basically what that means is you take out a tracker and then you can switch to a fix 
fixed rate if rates start going up again. So that gives you a bit of security. Okay, and and do you know in terms of the best deals out there, are fixes a bit more expensive than trackers at the moment, or are they pretty similar? Fixes are a little bit more expensive than trackers, and we expect them to, you know, that differential to increase in in coming weeks. Charlene, Melanie was obviously making the point there that it's it's now not just first time buyers; it's you know, people who might even only be looking for a loan to value of say sixty percent. Um, so it's it's the upper end of the mortgage market that is also being squeezed. It seems. Yes, I think the rate increases are, are coming across the board and lenders also who are a bit nervous about what's been happening in the markets are taking a much closer look at what kind of risk these borrowers might might have. One thing that we've seen happen in the recent days, something that's happening really now, is that lenders uh, are looking or are taking a much more negative view of city bonuses and that's directly linked to the collapse of Lehman Brothers, the takeover of Merrill Lynch, big redundancies expected in the city and until now really lenders have been quite flexible about city bonuses. If you've had a bonus for the last couple of years they're happy to take that into account for the next year and base a mortgage on that. And as you know, city workers are typically very reliant on these kind of bonuses. Their basic salaries can be fairly low and the bonuses can be five or six times their basic. So they really need those to be taken into account when they're looking to buy a house. And it seems lenders are really being much tougher on those. And if you are a city worker and you, and you're, you do have a bonus or you rely on your bonus uh, to make up your income and you're looking to remortgage now, would all of your bonus be disregarded? Would some of your bonus be counted? We're hearing different things, and at the moment it seems quite anecdotal. It's just mortgage brokers saying that they're running into a few problems. I mean, there isn't a huge amount of lending going on in this area at the moment. I think people are sort of staying where they are and seeing what's happening. People really aren't going and buying expensive houses. But those that are trying to get deals done are running into difficulties. I've heard a few examples of deals that, of mortgages that had, had actually been approved before the recent events happened are now being overrided and rejected by a few lenders just because of the place where that borrower works. I think Merrill Lynch was a company that lenders were being particularly wary of. And that could be a big problem for borrowers, like you say, who are remortgaging because if they've already got that deal you know they could see their rate jump very sharply and if they've got a big big mortgage that could cost them a lot of money each month so uh, if you are in this position are there any lenders that are that are better than others we've talked in the past about private banks being more willing to lend you know, for the sort of top end of the market for lending large sums um, are they being affected as well no the private banks are protected to some degree as they're not constrained by the same borrowing uh, problems. They rely more heavily on deposits. They're not relying on the wholesale markets. So they've still got capacity to lend. It's mainly the high street banks that are posing more problems. And even within them, there are big differences. And I think lenders such as Woolwich and Abbey have been quite flexible about bonuses in the past it might be those sorts of lenders that are scaling back a bit and there's also seems to be 
differences between them as, as to whether they're taking into account a proportion of the bonus, say maybe half, or not looking at the bonus at all. You know, they're all doing different things, so it's really a case-by-case basis, and I guess the best advice is to go and get yourself a good broker who can seek out the best deals for you. And finally, just very quickly, this can't be good news for the housing market if the top end is going to slow down as well. No, it really can't. And I think if you've got people struggling to get a mortgage from the bottom right up to the top, that is going to impact on prices you know, over in the coming months. Thanks, Charlene. And if you'd like to know more about the changes in lenders' policies, look out for Charlene's article in FT Money this weekend. And finally today, we have some good news and bad news about tax-free savings. Um, Steve, we could all do with some good news, given the events of the past few weeks. So come on, cheer us all up with something. OK, Matthew. The good news is that if you've got a high uh, amount of cash ISA savings, you can get a rate of up to 7.32%. Or in fact, you can get a rate of 7.32%. By going to, in this case, NatWest. Or indeed, this is tax-free. This is tax-free. Now, that's the highest rate available both on uh, uh, transfers in, which is what this offer is about. We'll come back to that catch shortly. But the um, also, indeed, on, on, on new ISA rates as well, which typically top out at about 6.5%, 6, 6.5%. The catch, as I said, is that you have to transfer the money in. Um, the rate is only available in the case of NatWest on balances over £27,000, um, which, of course, is a lot of ISA money. Um, you'd have had to be saving in cash ISAs for a few years. RBS NatWest Sister Bank has a very similar deal here, offering 7.25%, and that's over £24,000. Um, there's another catch here as well, um, inevitably, um, that within that rate there is a 2% bonus and that falls off after one year. So after one year this deal isn't going to look so attractive. So then you're going to be looking for a better deal 12 months down the line. So it's only really for people who, as you say, have, have taken out cash ISAs over you know, the past well, I don't know, almost 10 years to, to, to build up this level of savings mm. in their ISAs, then having to transfer the whole lot to NatWest or to RBS, depending on which deal they go for, but they only get it for 12 months. Indeed. And after 12 months, the likelihood is, on on the basis of this rate, knock your 2% off, you're down to 5.3, That's not a very attractive rate in, in given the current marketplace. Uh, it could be an attractive rate in, in one year's time, of course. Um, and indeed, NatWest and or RBS could offer us some sort of retention deal then. But you, realistically, you're probably looking at transferring then. And, of course, we've heard a lot about transfer problems in, in recent times. Um, I spoke to NatWest this morning, um, and, and all they'll say is that they try to keep within the guidelines of 30 days for the transfers. And if there is any longer delay, then they will consider uh, compensation, backdating of interest on a on a case by case basis. And if you don't have twenty four thousand pounds or twenty seven thousand pounds built up in cash ISAs, I know I know I don't. Um, what are the best deals available for the rest of us at the moment? What sort of rates? Well, for the rest of us, they top out at about six and a half, six to six and a half um, for for a new ISA or indeed for a transferred ISA. Um, the, I mean, another aspect that is good about these deals is they offer relatively good rates as well for lower balance transfers as well. Um, with NatWest, for example, you can still pick up um, 6.67 on a transfer of a £3,000 ISA.
Oh, so it is available to people with So it's available. The, the, the rates are tiered. The absolute top rates are there for um, only for um, people with £27,000 plus, but you could have had that balance tearing down, as I say. So there is some good news, and it's tax-free. Uh, but that's all we have time for, I'm afraid, in this week's FT Money Show. Remember that you can email your questions and your comments to ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. And we'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from Steve and Charlene. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.